The most useful dimension of the Enneagram begins when we move beyond the typology and develop an awareness of how we interact with others and carry ourselves in the world. Aphoria wants to invite coaches, therapists, and organizational development practitioners in applying the Enneagram in areas of inclusivity, leadership, and team dynamics. Visit aphoriapartners.com for more information on deepening your knowledge and practice of the Enneagram. That's aphoriapartners.com or click the link in the show notes. And we're back with another episode of the International Enneagram Association podcast. And we are here with Dustin Baldwin, Susan Olesic, Alex Senegal, and Jeff Limon. How y'all doing? Doing great. Doing awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. And uh, who's a first timer? Uh, That would be me. Dustin is a first timer. And you all have been before. Yes. Yes. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Actually, it's my fourth. Wow. Fourth. Oh, yeah. But who's right. counting? Yeah, who's right? counting? Right? <laughs> <laughs> this two is my fourth. Just so oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't ask me how many. I don't know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing here and your story with, yes, Susan. I'll start. We are Enneagram Prison Project, and we've been programming in jails and prisons around the globe since 2012, actually even before that. Enneagram Prison Project became a real thing, a 501c3, uh, back in April of 2012. And we're on a mission to help people to understand why we do what we do using the Enneagram to inspire mm-hmm. transformation on both sides of the bars. So we have a big old, old vision, and that is to help people to, um, to free themselves all over the world in the prisons of our own making. Mm, I love that. love that. Dustin, let's start with you. Yes. Introduction to the Enneagram. Uh, Tell us about it. I was first introduced to Enneagram in 2016 while I was incarcerated in Santa Clara County Jail. I was in there for multiple crimes, all behind mainly a meth addiction of 20 years. And I remember hearing, I was in a program, and I remember some guys telling me that, hey, you should check out one of these classes that's offered there called Enneagram Prison Project. And I talked to some of the guys in my dorm they're like, you don't want to do that. It's a bunch of people talking about feelings and crying. <laughs> and, you know, you know, it's just some weird stuff going on there. And so it was either Enneagram or Spanish. So yeah. <laughs> it took, and I don't speak Spanish, so it's kind of clear. But, yeah. yeah, I don't speak Spanish, so it's clear what I didn't take. But I did try Spanish. <laughs> and then but I got more information and more, and I even met some other friends that uh, I knew from the streets before yeah. that, you know. And they were just telling me that, you know, you really need to check it out. It, it helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I trusted this guy. So I went, I checked, I checked it out. I remember my first class, in the beginning of every class, we do a centering practice. The centering practice is simple, just, you know, close your eyes and they help us get grounded and settled. And um, I remember doing it, I closed my eyes and my thoughts went to, what have I done? I'm back in jail for the 20th time, I'm going looking at multiple years in prison again, hmm. and my son's out there and I'm ruining my life and all, all these thoughts are coming through and I'm crying. Hmm. And I open my eyes and Susan is standing in front of me hmm. and she's just, she's like, where did you go? Hmm. And that was really the turning moment for me because I didn't know where I went, Yeah, but I wanted to know what was behind those eyes when I closed them. Mm. Mm. Wow. And that was your first encounter, like your first class. That was my introduction to wow. to EPP yeah. And, yeah, and Enneagram. 
Wow. Yeah, Alex, how about you? Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I was introduced to the Enneagram while at the same instant, uh, in the same facility that Dustin was at over at Elmwood in Santa Clara County in 2014. Hmm. Yeah. Um, my story's a bit different. I was incarcerated 10 years free of incarceration. I came off of a life sentence, promised myself I'd never go back to prison, and I was doing really well in the community, singing loud in church the whole nine yards, and like a light switch, I lost my mind again and went back. Hmm. And the big kicker about that is because I was a substance abuse counselor, court liaison, mental health specialist, and then I, I get busted for selling drugs again. And when I got arrested, and I was a court liaison, so I was working in the courtrooms and all that good stuff, and I got busted, and to have to go back to the courtrooms where I used to help people, and I was so riddled with guilt and shame and unworthiness, you talking about falling off the pedestal, Man, I busted my head wide open and um, felt like I was about a quarter inch big, tall, big, you know, and just, I was just riddled with guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And the big question for me was, man, why'd I do that? Why'd I do that? And so what happened when Susan came in, we were a pilot program. She had about so many minutes to see. <laughs> she came in and she pitched the Enneagram to an auditorium full of men who was in a, another correctional program. And then it was a volunteer who wanted to go sign up for a program afterwards. So I wrestled with it because the symbol was like, I said, oh, I'm not messing with that thing. That thing is cold. <laughs> you know? yeah. But something inside of me yeah. kept saying, no, go do this, yeah. go do this. And so then before I knew it, I pulled the door open and I was in the classroom. Mm. And... Um, Man, probably the best, greatest choice and decision I ever made in my life. Mm. You know, uh, I often say my introduction to the Enneagram was the Enneagram introduced Alex to Alex. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. it really helped me understand who I really am, helped me peel back and understand why I dealt with life the way I did from all the trauma and all the neglect and all the hurt and pain that just harbored inside of me that I never, ever knew existed. Mm. You know, mm. And then the eye-opener was when I was asked the question, what do I need? And I couldn't answer the question. Mm. And it brought me to tears. Mm. And I promised myself that I would never, ever not be able to answer that question again. Mm. Wow. wow. So, mm. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for sharing, Alex. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Jeff. Yes. Um, so I was also housed at the same institution as my brothers here. <laughs> All right. Um, we were at various different times. Um, I had heard about the um, Enneagram and the prison project from another inmate prior to having access to the program. He had the book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram book. I leafed through it and I dismissed it, right? I'm a bit of a, um, because of my educational background, as a psychology snob, so to speak, I'll admit that. And um, I dismissed it as Sunday afternoon, psychology day, like, you know, board housewife foo-foo stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I saw very real changes. My friends were swearing by it. And it mm -hmm. took me a while. I had to complete um, a certain amount of weeks before I could give it a go. And I finally um, gave it a shot. And I gave the, I enrolled in the class. And when I took the class, there was only about eight of us. The material I was learning, the, I, was, I had access to the book. I read about it beforehand. But what hooked me was not the message, but the messengers. And these are the most altruistic people I've ever met in my life that mm -hmm. came out, spending their time with, you know, with inmates like us and just 
the eye contact and alone just conveyed how much compassion and caring and love they had for the work and us. And I was hooked and I've been a part of the prison project for last eight years ever since. Eight years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full and believer in it. I had tried many different things uh, prior to the Enneagram. You know, uh, Alex had mentioned another um, institutional uh, correctional program inside jails. I did that for many years. I did residential treatment and drug addiction. I did, um, <laughs> I was in the mental health ward. I went to the psych ward at the local hospital. I tried church, the begging and pleadings of my families. Um, outpatient treatment programs, core programs. Um, at the time when I was exposed um, to the anagram and I started living through the book, I was facing 24 years for my um, third sales charge. And um, it saved my life. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, most importantly, uh, I think what I learned most is just uh, fell in love with the sky again. And um, hmm. that was big. And, it, and of all places, it happened in jail. It's huge. Hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Yeah, and for listeners who can't see, he's gesturing to himself. He's pointing to himself. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yes. I fell Two in love pointed at me. with yes. this guy again. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. Susan, can you tell us a little bit about your story that led you to EPP and how that sort of came to be for you? I can. And I'll just say, as I'm listening to you, Jeff, there are all these birds just flying free (laughs) around and around and around. And there we go again. It's just so symbolic. I feel so much freedom from each of you as you you unfold your story. You, You said so many years of work and process and pain, like so concisely, which shows how much work you've done. And it just touches me so deeply. It, I don't think it will ever stop touching mm-hmm. me that deeply. I learned the Enneagram, uh, I know, 25 years ago at a parenting class when my firstborn was almost a year. And I took the class because I was, um, <laughs> I, I am the type that is always trying to be a better something. I'm a, I work with type one. And everything that I learned in that parenting class is the curriculum that we have unfolded into Enneagram Prison Project. I, I just practiced what um, sort of passionately but informally um, raising my kids. And I always knew that you parented different kids differently intuitively, but I didn't really have an um, understanding of it like I did with the Enneagram as a map mm-hmm. until I understood that tool. And then at some point I got sort of on a roll and I certified to become a, a teacher of it. And the very first places that I was invited to teach were well, I formed one class in my living room and I, I was invited to a prison. And I just said yes right away. I think ones are very idealistic, are we, Jeff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in me said yes. And then as I started getting ready to go, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything. And all that inner critic stuff. And that was really rough. Yeah. And then I got there and when I stepped inside that those prison walls, I, I went to a, a prison entrepreneurship program in Texas. And they were already using the Enneagram. The person who had brought the Enneagram into them had left and they (laughs) had like a hundred or so men in blue stepping all over themselves, calling me an expert. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Mm. did you write this book? They're pointing to the wisdom of the Enneagram book by Mm. Don and and Russ. And I'm like, I'm reading that book on the plane (laughs) over here. (laughs) So I, I was just a classic example. (laughs) Totally. That's exactly right. Teach what I needed to learn. And what I really needed to learn was 
how to how to do what Jeff just said he did is to fall in love with this this person. Yeah. And I I uncovered all these all these things in my own child that I hadn't unpacked and trying to figure out how to help other people to stay with themselves. I also had to do that for me. And mm. I've been figuring it out ever since. What I'm struck with 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 all y'all's th- stories is just the intensity at which you radically accepted yourself and the bravery it takes to not only own up to the ways in which things didn't go as you may have wanted them to go, but also be like, yeah, they, but something can be different and I have an opportunity to do something beautiful. Yeah. And that beautifulness is loving yourself. Yeah. I would say it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. It really is to mm. really look in the mirror and for me as a type eight to get out of my denial of everything, mm. I'm in denial about everything and to um, let go and trust and accept help and know that I can't do this on my own was, is, continues to be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that part. It continues to be terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, and as he said, he's denying. For me, is the unworthiness not good enough, not smart enough. But I just did a presentation yesterday. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. pretty cool, yeah. But, and that these are my fixation. These are the things that always, that I battle with. But today, I understand that they're not the truth. Mm-hmm. And I have a resource inside of me that is the truth. But I had the choice, do I want to go to the resource or do I want to believe the tape that's been running mm-hmm. in my brain for over 60-something years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Preach. I mean, we're talking um, decades of self-loathing and self-judgment, you know, just being our own worst critic. And then, you know, as soon as likes to put it, that's the prison that we make for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's one that I was happily living in for many years. Not necessarily happily, but I mean, it's what I was in. And um, they deliver the key to us. Yeah. The key to freedom right here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Symbolically. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the whole thing is the the prison of our own makings. And people don't need a physical facility, a physical structure to be in prison. That was just our journey. But we have a whole society walks around in a prison of their own making. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Unaware. I think a lot of times when we're having these conversations, it, it feels like, wow, there, there's so much beauty here in the story. And we've all been working with the Enneagram, right? Everyone at this table has. And we know it is not just an upward trajectory, right? It's not like you find this tool and then you start working with it and it's just an uphill climb from there. I wonder if you can speak to what what it's maybe been like for you using the Enneagram and working through these these new tools and some of the places where it's gotten messy and, and what you've had to do in those moments or um, the support you've been able to, to come to find, um, whether it's in each other or Susan, or what's that kind of look like, the up and the down journey? Does that question make sense? I actually really love that question because it's so real. Mm-hmm. It's not just that I found the freedom, I found the key and I unlocked it and voila, and <laughs> yeah. it's only, right? And I think our application of it is, a, is our, our intention is to give people a very practical way of staying with, and we have these practices and things, but I just love that you've asked and I'm, I'm 
glad that we have space to answer. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll add a little bit to that. I mean, um, speaking of the up and down journey and the constant learning and the constant work is I, I literally went um, a couple of few years upon my release doing ambassador work and continuing to take classes and work with Enneagram. I thought I had it down. I was like, I'm we're good. I'm woke. I'm good. And um, <laughs> yeah. then uh, Susan took me on a little journey to Lisbon a few years ago and real-time work. And um, I just did just amazing lifetime work with her one-to-one and just came but like discovered some stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, like in front of a, a room full of people. And I broke down and sobbed. And it was a, a difficult thing. It was a process. But that, um, that happened four years ago. And I've been open, like raw, emotional. And I've welcomed that. Um, person since then, and if I didn't keep you know on that up and down journey, the constant, you know, not necessarily a nice little slope, but like there's dips and you know valleys and peaks that you have to climb, and it's just continuous work. And um, being a part of this program is, has allowed me to do that work, and it's just carried over in all um, facets of my life. It's carried over into work with carrying over. I'm raising, you know, not raising, but but they're grown daughters now, and being a father <laughs> to them again, and it's it's just a lovely opportunity that I'm glad to be a part of. And then I could add to that as what comes to mind, like with the question is, so I've been out of prison since March of 2020. Anybody who's familiar with California law, it's um, if you have a crime that's within seven years, you're basically not eligible to get any sort of meaningful employment. Mm -hmm. And so that has been a struggle with me to this day. And I've been let go of places because of background and I've had really good job offers uh, in this and what I've been going to school for rescinded because of uh, because of something I've done in the past that I've paid for. And so for me, it's really easy to go a lower level of development. Like we, in EPP, we have nine levels of development. And so in that reactive type eight stuff and even fall back into old patterns of behavior and also to feel less about myself. And, you know, that just that that negative thinking and stinking, stinking thinking, as we like to call mm -hmm. it. And. So I hit these low points all the time, you know, and, and it's easy to give up. But with these tools that I'm learning about myself, I'm able to recognize those as they're coming, as my process goes. I, I know how not only recognize them, but once I could recognize it, I could name it. Mm -hmm. And once I name it, I have a power to make a different choice to act or respond a different way. And it still hurts. And I could today I could hold the hurt and the pain and also know that that's not who I am. Yeah. I could hold both. And then it comes with any, it's day to day. Mm -hmm. we, we use a yeah. term called above and below the line. Am I open, am I receptive, or am I close or shut off? And it, and things, you know, someone, you could give me a weird look and I think I did something wrong and I could fall below the line and then you're smiling and I'm back above the line. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's that quick. Right? Right. And so that will change. Yeah. And just to be able to recognize yeah. that and, and know that, that none of this, is a mirror of who I am. Only only people within the work of the same work can mirror back to me. Mm. And and that's how I I navigate my territories. Mm. With the community support that we have, even though it's up and down and it's it's a war going on, it's what, that's what I, for myself, that's what I term it's a war. But uh, it's a war against with myself. But with all the support we have in community, because there's 12 ambassadors, there's 12 of us, and, and we meet, um, it's not like we just one time gathering so we meet <laughs> weekly and the space that we have to be open and honest about our struggles uh, is really supportive is and, and 
you know, not to mention a person that just looks at us and knows something's wrong. You know, and, and and with our patterns and just us being able to continue to have the open heart and the willingness and the desire for more and to be the higher level um, of health that we can be, you know, taking on the challenges and, and acknowledging for myself, I, I acknowledge wholeheartedly with something when something happened. Yesterday in the presentation, something happened. You know, a word that I said, and it hit me in the back of the head, like, mm. you know. Yeah. And, I, and mm. I looked at that one, and my question was, why? Why did that have an impact on me like mm-hmm. that? And then just go ahead and, and just work through it and understanding, understanding why, you know. Mm-hmm. So with the, the support we have, it, it, it is, but it doesn't seem like it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also want to add just real quick, in these meetings, we're not only are we there to, and the downs, we have so many ups that we get mm-hmm. to celebrate together. <laughs> yeah. Like shout out to Vic, yeah. Renee, Chuck, yeah. three of our ambassadors are all getting just got married or about to get married yeah. next week. Wow. Wow. And we're we're celebrating together and yeah. we're we're yeah. even marrying them. Hey. Yeah. Oh, oh. That's wonderful. Yeah. I don't think it hurts that we get to go back inside together. I think yes. that's a real oh. upside. For me, I've been continually inspired to ride the ups and downs of my marriage, raising kids, staying married, all of that, because I've learned a lot about how much how much I have going for me because I can see the suffering behind the walls. And now um, regularly, Dustin and Alex and I go into San Quentin every mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Jeff and I have been to the largest women's prison in the world down in Chowchilla. And when, when I bring uh, ambassadors inside with me, I know I can teach the Enneagram. I don't have all my insecurities anymore, but honestly, everyone is listening to these guys and mm-hmm. to Sue Lambert, our female ambassador, mm-hmm. because they've done something that is in their lived experience and it translates and that's the living proof. So that sure helps. Yeah, absolutely. Any type of inner work requires a confrontation of versions of ourselves that may be uncomfortable or scary. Sarah Jane Case invites you into a poetic exploration of who you thought you had to be through her new book, The Enneagram Letters. You can find this creative approach to your personal development anywhere you buy books online or using the link in the show notes. You're representing this this group of people that have been incarcerated. What's the biggest misconception that you just want to blow out of the water? <laughs> Bring it. Bring I got it one all. thing. So, I got one thing. So <laughs> when I first got out of prison, and I'm sure a lot of us will have a very similar story, I had the biggest fear of coming to something like this. My, my first thing was Velen Prosa uh, at the narrative training, mm-hmm. and I remember I was terrified. Um, because I was filled in a room with people that were not my people, mm. people that I felt in quote unquote normies. Like they mm. were, they were normal people, and I, just this drug addict, convicted felon person. That was how I thought. As time goes on, I'm entering these spaces now in more and more public space, and I realize that I'm actually the normal one. <laughs> 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 All these people are messed up in right. so many different ways. Wow. So that's that's my big takeaway. Yeah. But it, but but I love that we're all able to do the work together. That's, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So, so the one thing I love the most is 
I, I remember they thought the people, individuals in prison were too broken. Mm-hmm. Thought we couldn't learn the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing, the one thing and my greatest joy in going back in is to hear these men speak, mm-hmm. to hear them articulate about themselves and their type. Mm-hmm. To, to be able to just see someone come in because, you know, we, we have a class or so they come in the first day of class, know nothing about the Enneagram. Six to eight weeks later, they are so onto themselves and they're able to articulate in a way that you would not believe. Mm-hmm. Um, to, right. And they're able to be open and honest and then to see healing take place right before your eyes. Mm-hmm. I've seen people transform their whole continents have changed right in front of us week from week to week to week and it's just so amazing so amazing and so the healing no one is too broken to be healed that's right yeah i think for me uh, there's a conception of inmates that are like a, a turnaround system of just going right back in of not being able to express gratitude for what they another chance of, at life that they've been given and to make something of themselves and contribute to society Admittedly, that's something that I had a very, very difficult time with for several years. Um, but I, I think I got a kick this time around. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been out for eight years. I've been off the meth for 10 years. And uh, I'm pretty freaking happy with yeah. my life. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, my, my career is great. I'm contributing to society. I pay my taxes. You know, and I'm very grateful. And I can't express gratitude to this lady right here enough for that mm-hmm. much she brought into um, that correctional facility that I was at eight years ago. I mean, it's, it's a large... I mean, I, I'm... Large part of my happiness and success today is due to the work I've done with EPP. And I'm highly jealous of Jeff because he has an office that has a nice view overlooking the place. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Could you take us through the project itself? What are the components? What do you teach? Is it just the Enneagram? Is it Enneagram 12 Steps? What What does the program look like? Uh, that's a nice question. We have a 24-hour curriculum that we teach in as many weeks as the prisoner jail will give us. So we teach that over eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 20 weeks, one year, which that kind of depends. And we all know the Enneagram will kind of expand to fit whatever you give it. But the most important thing about our approach is we, we really start with what's right about you. We come in um, in our first module creating a psychologically and emotionally safe enough container for people to begin to take a look at themselves. Like Dustin was saying, like, how do I even approach that? And um, in order to do that, we just start with the essential qualities. We don't go into all the deep, hard stuff. I think people are really good at bringing their own crappy story all by themselves. And I think there's something about being inside an institution where there's just so little to hide behind. You know, people are really at the bottom of themselves and the people who come into our program self-select into the room because they're really hungry to hear the answer to this, these things you've heard from these beautiful ambassadors. What's behind those eyes? What's inside of me? Why don't I know what I want and need? And um, so we just make it safe. We, um, we are really sincere about training our guides not to bring any extra reactivity into the room. And, and one of the hardest questions to answer is, what do you like about you? Mm-hmm. What's good about you? Finding out what type they relate to and reflecting back those essential qualities and saying, how do you relate to those? That makes people very uncomfortable and that is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. We help people to develop tools to be 
um, able to develop an inner observer. We, we teach very rudimentary, but repeatedly go back to these practical practices um, to help people to check in with themselves and to practice staying with what they find. And that's, that's the crux of what we're, we're doing over and over again. Um, we, we don't dive deeply into the Enneagram until a couple of modules in because we know that we have to kind of get a few things out of the way. We talk about how we form a personality in the first place and that the basic building blocks come from a really innocent place. Mm -hmm. And we help people to understand that there's, there's nothing wrong with any of us, but there are things that have happened to us that should never have happened. And there are things that should have happened that didn't. We look at adverse childhood experiences, we look at trauma, and we look at the, the way that we try to escape the pain of what has happened in, in our younger years, our formative years. And the first place we're also fiercely addicted is, is to our personality. And um, they get that. And mm -hmm. that's where we can start to fluff out the system a little bit. And um, if personality is not cutting the pain, if that's not helping us to numb, then we might turn to substance, we might turn to process addictions. And then like, there isn't a person in the room who can't relate in some way. We also bring in trauma resolution and being able to um, look at the positive experiences. We give people a, a sort of some, some ways to start framing the hope on the other side of that and looking at having purpose in their life. And honestly, Enneagram Prison Project is a big part of what people end up with at the end of the course as part of their purpose because we're creating intentional community. We're coming with a shit ton of love and it's real and they can feel that and they almost are confused by it because mm -hmm. many people have never felt that in their lives. And we move through all of that. By the time we get to the fourth module, fourth week, they are a little bit like, when are we going to talk about the Enneagram? And we say now. Yeah. <laughs> by then, they've, they've done homework assignments. They have to bust themselves and catch themselves in an act and report out about their personality. We, um, everyone sits on a panel, and that is sometimes the first time people have ever had to do anything like that. Mm. Appreciation is a real value. We crush it with appreciation. Mm -hmm. And by the time we get to the end, we work through the defense system, which you cannot start with because people would be too defended. Mm -hmm. And by the time it's over, most people are saying, how, how did that happen so fast? Can I take it again? Mm -hmm. and, um, and we say yes, because now they come back with more self-awareness, more observation. They are now the OG in the class and they yeah. can bring more yeah. than the other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Enneagram work, sort of universally, we just keep re-encountering ourselves, right? We meet ourselves for the first time and then we meet who we are and have just a deeper understanding um, as we navigate through the experience of living, right? And so retaking the class at the end, it's like I think we're sort of in the perpetual mode of meeting ourselves again and again, mm -hmm. and that's the work. Every next class is a new class. Yeah, yeah. every next class is yeah. a new class and we'll... Yeah. We'll all be doing it until whatever's after this life, right? <laughs> I'm wondering when you were talking about the class, and I know you as ambassadors are going in, I understand a little bit about the EPP, but there are guides or there's a, a guide program. Obviously, the four of you can't be everywhere that EPP is. <laughs> so could you share with the podcast listeners a little bit more about the structure of EPP in a in a larger sense or how to connect or engage with your with your work yeah i can i can start and then i'll let our, our <laughs> other folks fill in because it is really a group effort during the pandemic when we couldn't program anywhere 
we um, we took the in-custody program that we had been delivering and we built two online offerings. And the first one is our compassionate approach to the Enneagram. It's called Nine Prisons, One Key. The application is currently open. It will be open for a few more weeks. It will close. And then we won't be offering that again for a while. And that's a just a 10-week course where people learn that there's nothing wrong with them. A lot of the things I already unfolded. And um, after that, the next course that's online is called The Path to Freedom. And that is a deep dive into all the things that I just talked about, adverse child experiences, trauma, addiction. And um, it takes 16 weeks, and that is co-taught by guides and ambassadors. Um, I'm going to pause there, and I'll, maybe, Dustin, you want to fill in a little bit about how ambassadors are integrated into 9P1K and Path to Freedom, because it is a unique part of what we're offering. It's not, I mean, everybody wants a piece of these guys. I know. Yeah. Everybody wants that. And it's because they bring they bring so much realness into the program. They're sitting on panels. They're, they're doing lots of things. Dustin, what would you add? So, yeah, I recently just uh, sat on three, we call them cohorts, different different classes, the Path to Freedom. Um, one where I was co-pilot, co-pilot, and the other one where I was like the ambassador in the room. First, I'll say that I took those three classes a week, three separate classes, the same class, but with three different ones. I learned something new about myself each class. And it was like saying, every time I go through the curriculum individually, I can only get as far down and low as much of myself as I can get past mm-hmm. in looking in that week. And once I can process that, I can move forward. But what I really appreciate that with the path for bringing in the public is as an ambassador in the room, I want to say I get away with more, but I'm a lot better at calling people out on, hey, are, are we really here? Are we really there? Is this, and, and having these one-on-one conversations with them, and that carries also over into if they go on to the guide development stuff, and just really being able to connect and watch their growth and have those moments with them when they're like, wow, I'm actually still operating out of this personality or this ego. And then, because we all get blind to it, and I'm not saying Absolutely. I'm an expert or any of us, Pastor but when we do this as a group, as a team, we call it, we're doing the work together. Yeah. So we're just constantly in this in this molding of one another to have the best outcome, possible outcome for all involved. And then we also bring the experience of the knowledge of the incarcerated folks and how and how what give them pointers on what would be most impactful for that population. And it could be as something as simple as your body demeanor. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, or keeping the eye contact or don't be so overly this or, you know, and just mm-hmm. kind of to, so to get the best, re- the best impact with, with the population. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So after we do Path to Freedom, um, those are our two online classes for the public. And if people are inclined to want to be able to br- join our people who are delivering the curriculum on the inside of jails and prisons. We call our facilitators guides. We don't think anybody is a teacher. We're definitely along for the same journey. Um, we have a guide training program that's also online, and that is, that's really the place where we invite people to, to um, consciously shift from being held to learning how to be someone who holds somebody else mm-hmm. in the curriculum. It is a big shift. It is yeah. a lot of work, and our guide training program is Grueling. (laughs) (laughs) What he said. It is not for the faint at heart. And if you're the individual just thinking, I'm going to get ready to take this program and take this training, and I'm going to go into prison and I'm going to show them, Mm -mm. it's not going to happen like that. It's, It's quite the opposite. The one thing I get to say every time I go in, 
that they help me way more than I can help them, the individuals mm-hmm. inside. Because like you just said, we're constantly learning, constantly, constantly growing, constantly being, bringing the unconscious behaviors and unconsciousness to consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah. That's a conscious, it's a never ending work. Mm-hmm. And if you think that you're the one that's there, you're not gonna be the guy that's gonna go in <laughs> and be effective. Yeah, I've had a couple conversations just this weekend here at the IEA with people wanting to get involved and I'm telling them, oh, we got to start at 9P1K and that's <laughs> our basic type exploration. And they're like, well, I've been around Enneagram yeah. for 20, 30 years. <laughs> and my response to them is, so what? Yeah. You need to come in with a beginner mind or this <laughs> yeah. isn't for you. This is the front door. <laughs> yeah. You come in with a beginner mind or yeah. this is, that's yeah. great that you know all this and get ready to learn a whole lot more right. that you didn't even know. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, along those lines, I've just a question like, so, as normies or as you so eloquently put it, not so normies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if someone wants to be involved, like you said, beginner's mind, what are like a couple other things that it's just like, I don't know how to approach this. I don't know if I have the capacity to approach this. What are those things that they feel like they need to have or that maybe they already have that they just, I don't know. Does, does that make, does that make sense? Uh, open heart. Yeah, yeah. I think a, mm-hmm. a certain amount of willingness yeah. uh, and um, mm-hmm. just open-mindedness. Um, I, I introduced EPP to my workplace and um, our entire management team has taken 9P1K. Mm-hmm. Um, most of our management team has taken Path to Freedom. All of our, our entire workforce knows the Enneagram type. Mm. And I just work at a wonderful place to be and mm. you know, that, that's contributed to it. Mm. Definitely open heart, break the networking and also 100% question everything. Yeah, Here I am, I started this journey 2015 and just recently, not even a few months ago, I, I, I identify as a type eight. And every time I take a class or hear a panel, I go back to my my guides and I'm like, are you sure I'm a type eight? <laughs> I never stop questioning it. Cause the, and I also know the moment I stop questioning things, the moment I'm operating at a personality and ego mm-hmm. and I'm blinded by that. So <laughs> always, always mm-hmm. questioning that once you think you know it, you don't know it. There's going to be more. Yeah. Yes. For the listener, Creek is nodding furiously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's, that's beautiful. Wow. So as you all know, the theme of the conference this year is unite and ignite. And I would love to hear quickly from each of you, how you feel that the EPP can support that theme, what it has to say to this moment that we're in as a community right now. I'll just say that I, I had the, a wonderful experience on our presentation. It was a, a pretty full room. Uh, I felt a lot of cohesiveness, unity, and a lot of open hearts listening to our message. Uh, uh, judging by the thunderous applause afterwards, I, I definitely think something was ignited. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I think it's um, lit a fire in a lot of people's souls and hearts, and a lot of interest has come by our table. And so I think um, definitely it brings something different that maybe needs to be brought. And maybe uh, hopefully something's being ignited in a lot of hearts there. Mm. Can I ask a follow-up question? When you sure. say you think it needs to be brought, can you explain that oh, a little bit? <laughs> Why do you think this needs to be brought? What would, um, you, what would you say to the Enneagram so, community? Uh, um, I've been a part of that, maybe the Enneagram community. I think my first conference was in Cincinnati. Was that in 2018? 2018, I think Cincinnati was. And um, it's a fairly um, homogenous, like um, a lot of diversity, you know, as mm-hmm. it's a lot of um, similar workshops and 
uh, a lot of teachings and maybe comfort. And um, I think EPP brings something that kind of stimulates the mind that um, needs to be stimulated in some of the minds here. Bring, bring people out of their comfort zones and maybe it's not something that, you know, is relegated to um, white upper middle class living rooms and it can be brought to minorities and other populations that can benefit from it. And I think that if we ignite that here, and I think EBP did a good job of bringing awareness to that, that maybe, you know, these people that have um, all these opportunities can contribute and bring something that populations that can also benefit from the Enneagram that traditionally haven't been able to. Yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, no apologies. Thank, right, Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm totally unapologetic. I've got you. I'm yeah. a one too. <laughs> you know this unite and ignite thing, it, it's it's uh it set me on fire. It really did. Because I come from a mindset there's no big eyes and no little use. And um, people in the Enneagram community that sit up in the ivory towers because they know this Enneagram and they use it for these big old Fortune 500 corporations and they want to snob the nose at somebody. I'm minded up with scripture that says, when you've done it unto the least, you've done it as unto me. And we just said, I believe that uh, as a whole, as a community, the Enneagram can make such big changes in the world, not just mm -hmm. in a little area, in the world, because the Enneagram is worldwide. And when we come to, to a place to realize that we have the answer inside of us, and if we take that answer into all these problems, worldwide problems, and, and then we share it. And that don't share it to just someone that you, you work with in, in the ivory tower. Share it to the least. Mm. You know, make a way mm -hmm. for the marginalized people, marginalized communities to be able to come to workshops like this. Mm -hmm. You know, make it a way where people uh, of color can have uh, ways of learning the Enneagram. Because when I was introduced to the Enneagram, it was like learning a foreign language. I never heard some of the concepts in my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. But these are the things that made a big difference in my life. And and I'm all and Deborah Eggers just said it best yesterday. I have to show up. And when I show up, I have to bring it because I have to make a way for the person coming behind me. Mm -hmm. So that's what it means by Ignite. And it's to the point where the Enneagram community mm -hmm. have to start showing up and they have to bring this thing with a way with power and it makes a difference for people coming behind us. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, so many people uh, that I've been associating with in my early years of the Enneagram looked just like me. And I got to learn the Enneagram with people who looked and felt just like me. And I don't even know how many other people were in the room or weren't in the room because honestly, it wasn't even in my consciousness. And that's shame on me. I've figured out a, a thing or two and I understand a lot more now about access and belonging than I ever have. What I really understand is that most of these white esoteric privileged groups like me are people who have to be knocked upside the head to make sure that we understand what we've been holding on to and that the Enneagram has always been meant for everyone. And for the past 12, 15 years, I've been in some of the most marginalized places in the world and we incarcerate more people than anybody else on the planet. And so if we really are serious about access and belonging, then for our re-entry community, they have to have no fees to be able to come to things. Mm -hmm. And if we want to really work on both sides of the bars, we have to reach out to the the wardens and the mental health people and the and the um, and the CEOs who are running the institutions. Who, frankly, we have access to, but we, and they want to come to things like this, but they don't prioritize things like this. So we have to make it so that they will even think to and. 
we're currently on the precipice of reaping so many uh, so so much of the momentum that we've been putting in for so long, we're working with not only the the people in minimum maximum security, the Nortenos, the Serenos, the women, the men, trans populations. We're working with everybody, and we're working with the mental health. We're working with the wardens. We're working with the board of parole, the correctional, the the forensic psychologists. We're just about to present to the board of parole themselves. So we're for, we're really after systemic change. Mm -hmm. And we yeah. are working with a system that is colossally broken. So we have to really think outside of the box. And maybe we make things free. Maybe we make things so that the people who have the privilege and the power to hold things in place, they can subsidize this thing for the people who've never even known that it existed. So I think I'm on my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I would have to say I'm in full agreement with everything they just said. And it really is what comes to mind is what we were talking about. And, and one of the presentations that Susan did was part of this morning was the uh, Enneagram activism. And, and it, this this is clear and cut as it can get. Like Enneagram really makes a difference in people's lives, in our communities, in culture, and in, in anything and everywhere it's applied. And if you really want to make a difference in your community in in the world and help lowering recidivism rate and making equality then and you need any more proof that Enneagram's the way to do it EPP is right here this is all the proof you need here we are living standing breathing proof that this is life-changing work and we are three less hardened people out committing crimes because we were introduced to this tool so make it accessible for all yeah wow Thank you all so much for coming. Um, it's an honor to meet each one of you. And um, so finally, Susan, can you just kind of give us a, how do people find you, get in contact with you, all those sort of things? Well, I want to say on behalf of the Negro Prison Project, thank you for giving a damn. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you for making so much room at this, at this table. Nine Prisons, One Key is an open application, enneagramprisonproject.org. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, and we are happy to have donations that cost $650 to put one person through our 12-week program. One person, key to freedom, could cost 650 bucks. And for some people, that's just a drop in the bucket. So drop onto our donation page and see if you just want to sponsor one person, maybe you want to sponsor 10, maybe you want to go to your organization that, that does that and, and feels so good and then come in and see what we're up to. Yeah. Thank you for that question. And yes. thank you for having us today. Or you can keep paying $65,000 a year for one inmate to go through a sentence. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I just got chills. I just got chills. Well, thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you.